0: So you got the people who are dialed in. You got the people who know what's going on, going on every single day in the world of Always Be Booked, and you know they've heard it all. They've heard it whether it's you know mostly on the Patreons and sometimes on the Amp Show that I do, uh, guys. I'm trugging along. There is content out there if you'd like it. It's there. Patreon.com/slash Always Be Booked. That's it. That's what you wanna hear. You wanna hear you wanna hear some action or last night we talked about music last night. You know what I mean? We talked about the differences between the seventies and the eighties. Here's the thing, here's the situation. Well, you know what? Well, I'll do a brief little overview. So I've definitely stepped away. I've definitely not been as dialed in as I have been. There are reasons for that. I will gloss over them a little bit as far as you know. This episode, the people who listen to the Patreon, the people who listen to the Amp Show, know in detail uh, what the situation is and why it's kind of been. I've been a little distracted from the cruise sphere. You know what I mean? And uh, just, just in general, I'll tell you, I'm a little, I'm a little down on it. You know what I mean? Not. Not that I don't love cruising every much as I always have. I, I really, really do. Uh, um, what can you say? It's remains and will be a passion of mine. And that's not ever going to stop. But the thing is, as far as just being dialed into creating... Daily, weekly, monthly content, to bending over backwards to keep up a website, to struggling mightily with YouTube in an ever-increasing cruise tube sphere, with seemingly different people coming out of the woodwork, you know, I think it becomes... Like a business, you know what I mean? It is a business, I know that, but I did this thing because I I always jumped in because I really truly had a passion for cruising. And I thought my voice and think and still think my voice on the cruising space is just one of just I thought there was a place in that I brought something a little bit different, a little bit of a uniqueness, a no apologies. You know, a lot of people call me the no nonsense, you know, I am a lot of nonsense, I do bring a lot of nonsense to the table, but. You know, when it comes to just ripping these new cru- these cruise lines, a, a new uh, no, uh, a hole, I've never shot away from doing that, even if it is at the expense of being taken seriously by a lot of the ex- uh, executives, or, you know, even if it comes at the expense of getting some access to certain people for interviews or, you know, invites to events and things like that. That was my angle, you guys knew you guys know that my passion's there. you guys know that I am as dialed in as anyone uh, you know by my you, you could check the resume, the shows I've appeared on, the people who have appeared on my shows and and that's where I've always wanted to be. you know what I mean, but like I said, you know it's some of its internal, some of it's external as to why I stepped away so um, I have. Given you guys uh, teasers, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's wherever, in that there is going to be a different and new stage to my life. I am going to, I guess, d- d- do some change. Yeah, I, it's always a dilemma to me. How much do I talk about on this show for that, and how much do I leave it to the Patreon? You know, I definitely... Uh, listen... This show is going to be a little bit of a Patreon type of scenario, you know, and I'll get to that. But the main topic of this show is going to be my definitive five favorite cruises that I've ever been on. Five favorite, not ships, not cruise lines, specific sailings. Five favorite sailings that I've ever been on. And then as far as the future of Always Be Booked, yes, I do have an announcement. Uh, it relates directly to my, I guess, next phase in my career. And I will reveal that. Of course, what, you, what guys, you know how this works. I got to do it at the end. If you don't want to hear me ramble, you don't want to hear the BS... Skip to the end. I would tell you where the minute marker was, but I don't know where it's going to be at this point. I'm not going to go back in and edit it. Listen, we're here. Uh, I don't know as far as, um, you know, I feel like the, the, the audience has grown. The audience has never necessarily been bigger than it was at the time of my last recording. But I can tell you the engagement seems to be slipping. You know what that is? Probably a lot of you guys getting sick of me and my routine. Tommy, you're coming to going? What are we doing here? you coming to going? What's going on? Anyway, so I will start the show when we... And I'll talk about the first five cruises. I mean, the best five cruises. And then when that's done, you could either hang up, say, adios, Tommy. Uh, see you when I see you next time. Or you could listen into my ramblings on you know where my head is at and the state of the show and what everything else is going to look like going forward. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start the show.
1: Oh, we back for another one,
0: right? Hey. Bags are packed. Hey Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey yeah. Is the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have
1: As we taking this vacation I'll Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please
0: Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing, where we going And the good times never end Here's to five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce. Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here, give us a holler. If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause
1: everybody's invited.
0: All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from the K compound for the final time at the K compound in this run this little whatever it was seven eight month run here we had I'm your host. My name is Tommy Casabona, we talk cruising, we talk other things, we have fun, we've, over the last six years or so, whatever it's been, who's counting, we've developed a bond, we've through the laughter and the tears, we had five more years, we drank a lot of beers, we ran all the piers, we did the things. You guys know about the things, remember those things that I like to talk about ever so often? Yeah, well, we did them. We did them. Uh, I have a Facebook group. It is the Always Be Boat Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's on Facebook. And I would love if you guys uh, went over there and requested to join. I will let you right in. long as you don't cause any trouble, you will stay in. We interact. We community build. We talk cruising. We share photos. We share information. We ask questions. We answer questions. And we otherwise just interact and I guess revel in what our favorite pastime is many of our favorite pastime is which is cruising and that is uh, always be booked cruise and travel lounge on Facebook if you want a big fat punch in the face with a big dose of me myself Tommy it's been a little all over the map lately because you know I haven't necessarily been all over the cruise trades as much. But, yeah, if you want a little train wreck radio uh, that will eventually be cruising as well, uh, that's the uh, patreon.com slash Booked. It's about a half-hour show every single day of the working week. I want you to join me on AMP. AMP is the AMP. AMP. Just type in AMP in your app store, and then once you download that app, amp app again I hate the clunkiness of what it's called but uh you'll be able to listen to me in my favorite format which is where I can kind of talk to you like I'm talking to you right now but also play some music intermittently as well and we also have a chat component when it comes to that and we talk and we you know we go back and forth it's a nice discord discourse discord whatever the f anyway Instagram YouTube you know the deal uh man (sighs) man It YouTube is a, a wall, huh? It's just been a pretty much just a, a, a brick wall with YouTube. You spend all that time trying to get monetized, and you know, but it's it's tough, man. That sit down facing the camera, news style news format thing, and then the subsequent editing and the narration that comes along with it. That's that's um, you know, there's people that that comes natural to. And I'm looking at the cruise sphere, this cruise scape out there on YouTube and the vlogger sphere. And you're seeing people who are really good at it, who I've never heard of doing it. And they do it well. And the viewers and followers, they have they have the viewers and followers to show for it. And meanwhile, I don't even think these people have been on a cruise uh, and more than two years ago. And I've been making cruise, con- whatever. Listen, what we're going to do first is we are going to have a conversation. And we're going to talk about my favorite five, and I'm going to do one honorable mention, one honorable honorable mention, my favorite five sailings. This is a long time coming. This is tough. This was really, really tough for me to do because in a way, it's, it's kind of like trying to, you know, I don't have kids. It's kind of like trying to choose your your favorite kid, you know? These sailings, there's so many of them, and this was very, very tough to do because of the fact that, yes, there were sailings that I had the absolute time of my life on that are sitting there in shambles on the cutting room floor. Couldn't put them all in there, but I did do five, and um, if you will indulge me, I did gratuitously sneak a sixth in there that we'll keep as an honorable mention, but this is it I wonder if you guys have ever done that you know of all some of you have taken two or three cruises very very new in your cruising career some of you have been on double the amount of cruises that I've been on but have you ever taken the actual time to be like you know what that is one for the ages or that was one for the ages. You know, all of them were great, but this one and this one were better than the rest. Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever guys ever got a little bit reflective or dare I say contemplative about your sailings? Well, I'm doing that just now. And what I'm going to do is go in a little bit on... Which, these, which, of these, of which of the sailings that I've been on are these? And I will speak a little bit on each one as to why and the details. Because, you know, I don't know. To me, it, it is true. Then When you talk about cruising, when you're talking about going, going on cruise ships, it is a spiritual experience. It is something different. It's something different than, you know, just where you could have the best time on land. I could drive to Key West tomorrow, which I might do. You know, probably not, but I might based on the information that I got today. The agreement that was made today with other people have have it, uh, have it so that I have a, little, have a little bit of a wild hair in my bowel and I may want to go and take a quick little mini vacation, mini staycation uh, before I have to get into what I'm going to get into, which we'll talk about later if you're so inclined to stick around, but... Even when you do do that, you know your best, funnest land vacation. Whether it's a sports stadium tour with your boys, whether it's a five dayer or to Orlando with your family, whether it's a two or three dayer with your significant other, uh, you know you have a little sexy time. Uh, all that stuff. There is something different about being surrounded on all sides by water and above you by sky, below you by sky, and just being out there. On that adventure, connecting with everybody that you're with, whether you came on the ship with them or not, connecting with the crew, and just the majesty of just being out there in the ocean and going on that adventure from one port to the next. To me, it's not matchable. It is. It is a spiritual. When are you going to get that close to nothing, to the edge of the earth, the edge of the planet? You're on the edge of the planet for all intents and purposes. And that's why I love cruising, and that's why I always will love cruising. And that's why, for me, it's just never going to be like a money-making thing to where, you know, like what I was going to say before. I know that I've, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watch videos on how to do websites, right? When I was trying to do the website hot and heavy, there's people who don't have any uh, um, direct emotional connection to the subject matter that they're putting a website on about. They're saying, boom. There's a money making opportunity and I don't and I'm not knocking them at all because you know what this is what life is about life is about making money be able to take care of your family to be able to kind of get your piece of the pie I look around man I do I look at these freaking condos you drive around South Florida all these you know we all know about mansions on Palm Beach and in the hills in l a and in New York City and wherever else but I don't know if we ever take a step back and realize how much freaking money is out there. There's just these, you you don't even know where you are. You're in Delray Beach, you make a left turn, you go down a rich avenue and you just see like, you know, three to five thousand square foot mansions just randomly sitting there by some guy who owned by some guy or some woman that you ha- never will have heard of. You know, they just put their head down, they built something for themselves and they're going after it. And that's what I'm talking about with these good people who are good at tech. You know, a person who knows how to do a website and make money on a website, you could just tell them, you know, hey, uh, give me a, you know, website about arts and crafts the guy may not have lifted a finger when it comes to arts and crafts, but he knows the formula to build a website and what people want, the general consumer wants in a website, and within six months, he could be making a full-time living off his arts and crafts website. That he knows nothing about. He outsources the knowledge. He does his research. He knows how to do SEO or whatever the hot stuff is now, as far as being able to get as many page views as possible. He tracks it. He, he just, you know, he knows how to optimize their his website or her website for the maximum amount of uh, ability to make money and people are doing that with YouTube and it's happening with cruising too. I know all these people that are doing this YouTube stuff a lot of them are very very passionate about it but a lot of them you could tell they're just really good at YouTube you know and when it gets to that point you know a couple of reasons but we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a little while. So what I want to do as mentioned as threatened before, I want to badger you. I want to ramble to you on this episode and just kind of like, I guess this is going to be fun because it's just going to bring back some good memories. And I want to go uh, five, four, three, two, honorable mention, and then one. I've learned that through YouTube videos. You do it like that. You do 5, 4, 3, 2, and then, okay, who's ready for the number one, the number one cruise that I've ever been on? Are you ready? Let's do it. But first, let's look at some honorable mentions or an honorable mention. Let's do it. All right, so starting with number five. Coming in at number five, I feel like there should be some sort of a graphic. uh, Well, why would there be a graphic, Tommy? You're on a podcast. Well, you know, some sort of a... Some of the whoosh noise. Anyway, group cruise number two, Pirates and Pier Runners. There's only been two Pirates and Pier Runners group cruises and this is one of them and this is the more recent one this is the one that took place in october of 2022 what was behind this one what a lot of people don't know that did go on the group cruise should know or can know that i was not gonna go on this cruise (laughs) and that would have been an issue that would have that would have been a problem for a lot of people uh as i mentioned you know there was a f- i was i was battling a few things during this you know i was disappointed that you know because of the fact that i was moving and i was in transit that a lot of people canceled uh, many of you know that my, one of, one of my very, very best, one of my very best friends who I consider like family, uh, by the name of Joe passed away and he was coming on this cruise. Uh, I had a falling out, temporary falling out with some people, uh, who I considered long-term friends with who are long-term friends with. And, and that was uh, a reason some people, uh, didn't go on the cruise, um, what else? You know, it's just a bunch of things that had me a little bit depressed and in my mind, I was like, listen, a lot of these people know each other. They're going on a cruise. The fact that I'm not going isn't going to cruise. So I was basically in a scenario where I was going on a cruise with for the first time, just to cruise people. I had always had friends with me in some capacity whatsoever, and I always enjoyed that because it was a nice little, you know, I guess, break in the action. I love the cones. I love the super cones, the mega cones, all the cones, but it was always kind of like... Um, It was nice to have a little bit of a buffer, a little bit of an occasional retreat where I can go and just kind of like maybe have a drink or go hide away somewhere with someone who I didn't know for 10, 12, 15, 20 years, you know, this cruise, this was not going to happen. This was not going to happen. So I'll set the scene. I did, uh... The night before the cruise, I had pretty much decided that, yes, I did have to go on this cruise. The right thing to do was to go on the cruise and to make it happen. But I went the pre-dinner, the pre-cruise dinner. Out of nowhere, Tony from La Lita Loca and John from The Ship Show show up at the dinner. Now we're at the dinner. I have Beatrix there. She's not cruising, but that's okay. Scott, Kara, everybody's there. We're hanging out. Tony pops out of nowhere, absolutely floored me. Uh, John pops out, and I didn't recognize John at first, but that absolutely floored me as well. Now, all of a sudden, there was a level of what felt like it was, you know, a cruise that I was possibly or maybe going to skip just because of my own depression uh, and my own feeling sorry for myself scenario. Um, That changed everything. That just breathed a whole new life into it. Now, again, like I said, I was going on this cruise. I was pretty much resigned to go on the cruise, and honestly, who are we kidding? I would have had a good time on that cruise, either way. But with these guys coming in and just giving it a recharge, and at first they didn't tell me they were going on the cruise. They were just there for the dinner, and then halfway through the dinner, they revealed that they were going to be on the sailing And then, boy, I got to tell you, that just did not disappoint. Tony, legendary guy, good, good, genuine fella. Uh, Had an absolute blast with him. You know, whether we were, you know, he, Tony wasn't necessarily taking part in a lot of the things. Tony has been cruising a lot. So Tony's been on a lot of ships and he was about to be on a lot of ships after that. He had a group cruise, his own. Right after that. So he was kind of laying low a little bit, I would say. Now, he did do a bunch of karaoke's. He did do a bunch of nightclub nights with us. But for the most part, he wasn't running around like a lunatic on the islands. Because I think he was going to go back to those islands very, very uh, not too long after that. But then you talk about John. John, we realized the first, we did a shot on the first night. And that was kind of like, okay, you know what, you do. it was like kind of like a first initiational, let's do a shot together, great, and it was nice. All right, let's do a couple shots, tequila, whatever. But when we get off the ship in Labadee, that's when, whether it was organic or not, we found ourselves waist deep in water. This is it. We're going to get to know each other now. Me and John stood in that water and really kind of, because we knew each other virtually. We knew each other. I've been on his show. He's been on my show. But this was our one-on-one time with a bunch of Bud Lights to kind of get together and figure out, all right, who is this guy? Who am I? Who are you? We did a chug competition. We went uh, live. I don't think we went live, but we we did some content out there. We took some pictures, and we just uh, spent a good amount of time really getting to know each other. In many ways, from my Generation X era, the only real proper way to get to know people is through getting hammered with them. And that's what we did. And it just continued from there. You know, we, we, we he did the 11th hour show up and me and him were zooming and zipping through the desert of Aruba on an ATV. And beyond that, we almost missed the ship. Uh, bonded forever uh, in a pier run. Enjoyed the hell out of it. But then Tony, the same thing, had a blast with him. And then the regular, the cones, the cones experience. Sandy's always a blast. My first time meeting Carol. Deb always never disappoints. Scott and Kara hanging out with the bar crawl and everything and, you know, running around. And we we just, it was just amazing. And then uh, Sandy brought her friend, uh, Leah. And Leah brought a freaking phenomenal A phenomenal component to the cruise. She was a blast. She hung with us every step of the way when it comes to boozing. She was not offended by our hijinks. Plenty of days and nights in the pools and hot tubs. Days and nights in the nightclub. And uh, Leah, like myself, uh, a big fan, uh, an important component to her Uh, like it is to me, like it is to say, like a lot of us, the music thing is there. You know, you got to have the speaker. You got to have the good music. And that's really something that sweetens the experience and from whatever we were doing, whether it was on the balcony getting yelled at by the neighbors, whether it was in the nightclub late night, wherever we were, it was just, it worked. This was a phenomenal cruise. Uh, The ports were awesome. I love the allure of the seas because of the fact that you know i couldn't have strategically planned my room any better i didn't uh, boardwalk facing balcony that was placed three or four rooms before the end of the back of the ship so you can see the full view of the boardwalk full view of the dive show full view of the football games and tvs and movies that they would show and I loved it. And also, big, big, big shout out to Scott and Kara for, uh, you know, commemorating and memorializing the the passing of my friend Joe by getting access to my room before I got in it and setting up the fact that there was a banner. And so there was a beautiful, this is, I mean, this chokes me up to think about it. Just a beautiful cloth banner. Covering my balcony of just a picture of Joe and a nice little few words of memory for him. And then the beauty of it, which was even better than the banner in my room. Scott and Kara had a room that was way, way up in the crown loft or whatever it was. And I had a full beautiful view. It was like basically right across the way from the zip line. If you look all the way across the zip line and look up, he had a room that was maybe like five or six stories above mine. And he had the same banner, and every single day, uh, I had the banner, which I loved rep in the banner. But then I could enjoy the banner from watching it across the ship on his balcony, and seeing a big giant picture of a big smiling. Uh, Joe, Joe was one of the sweetest guys, one of the friendliest, nicest, most peaceful, genuine guys you could ever be, and it's not fair that he's gone, Uh, and and, you you just, they'll never be, I'll never be over that, but Just to have that, you know, when I saw that in the room, I wasn't expecting it. And while everybody was getting ready to kind of meet up at the boardwalk to maybe have a couple of drinks for sale away, I I had to take maybe 10 minutes or so to just sit on the bed and regather myself because I was very, very moved by what Scott did. You know, number five, that was number, excuse me, that was number five. The Sailing, the Group Cruise, Pirates and Pier Runners too. I mean, the way I just described it, I don't know. Maybe it it should have been a little bit higher on the list. But nevertheless, these are kind of semantics. Uh, I did the best I can to place them accurately. I didn't want to just give you, all right, these are the top five, no particular order. I didn't want to cop out like that. So I did the best I could to place them. But the number five cruise was Pirates and Pier Runners, Group Cruise number two, in October of 2022 let's move on to number four number four is a theme cruise a full charter cruise this was the Florida Georgia line this is how we cruise charter on the Norwegian Pearl in November of 2015 the whole start to finish of this cruise was magnetic and I don't even know what that word means I don't. I use it. I just said it. Magnetic, Mag- I don't even, I th- I'm pretty sure it is word, but I don't know what it means. And I and I'm going with it. I'm staying with it, and I'm standing by it. Um, <clears throat> unless it's racist at all, then I then I uh, officially take it back. Um, all right. So Florida Georgia line now. Are they my favorite country band? No. I do like them though. I am an enthusiast and they had uh bands like Dustin Lynch on there, Sam Hunt. They had uh uh Chris Lane. They had uh Frankie Ballard. It was Dallas Smith was the unsung hero. Guys, if you want a country artist, if you're into country music and you want an artist that nobody talks about, um Dallas Smith look up Dallas Smith and his older catalog he's a crossover because he used to be an alternative singer I forgot the name of the group but do you know that song that says wasting my time waste I I probably you probably don't you probably don't know it based on that little performance but he was we kept saying he was the real MVP We stumbled into night one he was doing his show in the atrium. And he was kind of like stuck back there. And it wasn't even like, a, you know, who is this guy about to perform in the atrium? Not blew it, blew it away. Knocked it down, killed it. We were from night one from hearing him in the atrium. We followed Dallas Smith around the cruise ship wherever we went. But then, yes, you got. So how this transpired, I was at Johnny Utah's and where I work, where I worked at the, at the time. And I was just basically coming to work. And my assistant general manager said to me, Tommy, there's this girl here. She's a 10, a 10, maybe an 11. And she likes country music. She's Dominican, but she likes country music and she loves all the stuff you love, except, and he starts laughing, she hates, despises your favorite, who is Eric Church. So she's a Dominican girl, New Yorker. Absolutely love loves country music, which you never hear about. That that never happens. But then she hates Eric Church. So uh, I was like, I got to meet this girl eventually. I wonder when she's going to come back. Any anyway, she comes back, and my AGM says to me, "She's here. She's here." So we meet, and she meet we meet each other. We have a drink. We have a shot, and we start brawling with each other about why she thinks Eric church is bad I say why he think he's good and it's only good fun it's all fun and we're all just you know we're listening to the music we're having a good time and then she tells me about this cruise Florida Georgia line this is how we cruise out of Miami in November okay uh I um i I, I don't know this girl but she knows two girls from another festival. She's like, let's get a four four in a room. Let's do it. That night, that night that I met her, she says, let's put four of us in a room and go on this cruise, looks me dead in the eye with her beautiful brown eyes and says, where's your office? Let's book it. What do you think I did? Within a half hour, we were booked on the Florida Georgia Line cruise with her, who I barely met that night, and then two other girls who I don't even know who the hell they are, and I'm... That was it. So that was going to be in November. So then my liquor rep comes out to me. My Corona rep comes out to me about two weeks later. And this is probably in, I don't know, this is probably in July or August that we booked this for November. My Corona rep comes in and says, you know, Tommy, I I don't know if you could just go to Miami for a weekend, but I have a uh, special pass for you if you want it. I know you like country music. Kenny Chesney, who usually does arenas. Now, when I say arenas, I don't even mean arenas. I mean, there's arenas. That's Madison Square Garden. That's 20000 He does football stadiums. 60, dollars $80,000. And uh, I got I got, a, I got a pass for you to go to dinner. and Not with him, but uh, go to dinner to do a dinner for Corona, hotel accommodations, and... And a pass to go see Kenny Chesney in a very, very intimate, small, intimate, small theater in Miami. Can you make it? I look at the date. The date of that show was the day before the freaking cruise leaves for Florida Georgia Line. Things were aligning with this. It was aligned. You want to talk about things aligning? That aligned. Anyway, went on that cruise. It was, you know, there is something I say that all the time about, you know, I I if you love cruising, if you love cruising, if you truly love it, find a theme cruise and go on it. Go on a theme cruise because there really is a, a, just imagine one of your favorite things in the world which is already cruising and then match it up with something else that you are obsessed with. And then you're on it with a bunch of people who are like-minded. Pure cruise bliss i think has to be the number one moment of pure cruise bliss that i've ever had was sitting in that hot tub with a bunch of strangers because we hung out the whole time but i would occasionally kind of sneak off and do my own thing and in this regard dustin lynch who uh, was 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 playing a song and he stripped it down to acoustic told the band to take five minutes pulled up a bar stool and you would see this in Madison Square Garden. You would see this in a, fu- you know, this is a moment where you're on a Lido deck with a country star who could sell out arenas, but now or theaters. And now you're sitting there in a hot tub with a bunch of strangers. I don't know, 20 yards away from him under the stars on the way to Cozumel with a buyer, bottle of Fireball being passed around the hot tub. with with We don't know each other. And we're just drink. We're passing this Fireball around, just drinking. And having a moment as he strips it down and plays a slow Tim McGraw song. And, oh, under the stars, on a cruise ship. You, there was no. Everything was right in the world when that happened. Everything. Everything, everything. So, that was it. That was number four. The Florida Georgia Line, This Is How We Cruise uh 2015 november all right let's go to number three um i said it a lot i said cruising was going to be something that i knew i liked even though i didn't like my first couple of cruises uh there was something missing you know education predates is the precursor to participation education is the precursor to quality participation. If you know what's in front of you, you're going to be able to enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, let's call the first two or three cruises a practice run where I was really trying to get my bearings underneath me, but I had the presence of mind and wherewithal, wherewithal to know that I was going to love doing this. This was something I was going to absolutely love. You know, uh, So it did click probably on the third cruise when I went with my friend Joe, his wife Meg, and my friend Sony. We really, that was the one where I, feel, I really feel like cruising arrived for me. I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. And we were rolling. We enjoyed the hell out of it, did the things, it was great. But the one after that, I'd been working with my friend Nick. We were together, neck and neck, five days a week. He operated the bull. I was the general manager, but for a good three hours throughout the night, I only trusted myself to be on the microphone and DJ, so I would do that, and we were like a one-two punch. He had a microphone, too, but he operated the bull. Oh, you know what? He didn't have a microphone. We just fought over it. That's all. That's all that was. We just fought over the microphone, but it was never contentious. We, it was he's like, oh, I got some, I got a good one. Here, give it to me. Boom. Oh, I got a good one. Give it to me. We would just go back and forth, but uh, so we, we realized we were kindred spirits. We had the same type of sense of humor. And uh, we really enjoyed, uh, you know, hanging out with each other. We, we love, to, we love to, to make each other laugh. You have that relationship with somebody where you have a joke or you have a line or something funny that you think. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say it to everybody. You got the one or two people that you know are going to get it like you get it. And, they, and it, they very rarely, you know, miss when it comes to that. But myself and my friend Nick uh, decided to go out of New York City on a eight-day cruise on the carnival splendor to port canaveral to uh where else where else had to be oh nassau was one and then the other one was it wasn't it wasn't half moon grand turk grand turk am i right about that half moon no half moon not not a hundred percent sure it matters at this point. No, you know what it was? I think it was I think it was Freeport. I think it was Freeport, and we didn't get off. All right, so this cruise we were worried about because we get on the ship, and half the announcements were in Canadian. So I think there was a lot of uh, oh, I'm sorry, was it <laughs> that doesn't make sense? Half the announcements were in French. Uh, because we knew that there was a lot of Canadians on board. And that was like the thing. We went to the intro, the mustard drill. A lot of people were just speaking French. So we were like, what do we do? We just ended up on a cruise ship with a bunch of people from Canada who speak French. And you know what? Not really good. But you know, just because you meet 40, 50 people on the ship, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to tell the story of the whole crew. This happened to be during spring break. And yes, there was a spring break contingency of pockets around this ship, and this was a different era in my life. And, you know, that's part of it, too. Part of the reason I started this thing was because I was that single guy that was mixing and mingling and kind of going at it and taking my shot and shooting my shot with all the, you know, lovely young pockets on the cruise ship. And it was a thing. It was a thing. I, it was it was it was fun. It was like and, and I was too old to be doing it back then. But now it's a little egregious. Now it's uh, the party's over. You know, this is we're talking about this particular sailing it was about 10 years ago. And uh. I think I decided, you know, on that cruise, I think I decided I was five years younger than I actually was then. So it was a whole different, you know, whatever. But we immediately had a whole crew. We immediately made a crew of friends that all went to the same bars, the same club, the the same bars, the club, and all always had the diner feel for the pizza party at the end of the night there was something about and again i I always talk about the splendor about how connected i am to the splendor because of the nostalgia that it brought there was a smell to the lido deck on the splendor and i just called it the chlorine pizza smell you know what i mean we had our the, the lido deck was on deck 10 our room was on deck 11 and they would shut that top. The on the Carnival Splendor, the Lido deck has a retractable roof. The main Lido deck, not the back end, like a lot of the older Carnival Classic ships, the Lido deck itself proper had a has a. Uh, a retractable roof. And they kept that roof up a lot. You know, it was still early, maybe Aprilish or whatever. And they kept that roof closed. And that would encapsulate the smell because the Pizza Pirate was basically where you would expect the Blue Iguana Cantina to be. And uh, this was before... I think this was before Blue Iguana, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely before Guy's. Definitely before Guy's Burger. This is when they still had just that burger joint on the one side and they had the pizza on the other. But they would close that roof so much that there would just be this smell that you just got attracted to. You just get attracted to this smell because it just reminds you of being on a cruise ship. And it was a mix of tomato sauce with pizza and baked bread slash chlorine. And they would close the thing so much, and they would play so many movies, and they would do karaoke on the Lido deck. And we did karaoke on the Lido deck. So we're singing for the—it was, was such a homey type of a ship. It was just such a homey-feel nostalgia. So that was one component that I absolutely loved. Aside from the fact that it's a classic carnival ship with all the beautiful things where you like them to be and everything else. But then, yes, the pocketry there were pockets everywhere there was um i don't know what to tell you i made friends on that cruise There were uh, we don't have to go into details we're not gonna go into details but we have i think we probably if you want to go back i've probably shared some of the details but you know multiple friends were made and multiple things were happening and you know it was a moment in time when i'm live. i was living a different life than i am now and uh the piano bar was an absolute belief. The piano everything about that freaking cruise was phenomenal. The piano bar had this Justin Timberlake looking kid playing the piano. And that was so perfect for us because we didn't, never had a problem. We never had to think twice about where all the girls were going to be. They were all obsessed with this guy, but he's on his job. He's playing the piano. He can't go anywhere. You know, well, you can't get the piano guy What's up? which song should we sing you know wagon wheel we were sick at videos of us singing wagon wheel uh it's just a blast just a blast and we made so many friends there was one night um <laughs> me and nick have a have a saying now because if we're gonna hook up with somebody you call it uh su- sunrise we call her a sunrise and uh Nick, you know this was again wilder days of cruising. Nick got a little drunk one day. Nick was day drinking, and then Nick went to the buffet, brought his uh, his plate to the room. I wasn't near him at this time. I was gallivanting around, and Nick dropped his plate right outside the room. He got scared in a drunken stupor, didn't know what to do, dead bolted the door, and left the broken plate uh, on the floor outside the room. Not good. Not good. Not again. And a lot of people will th- poo-poo that, thumb their nose at it. You're a horrible cruiser. Screw you. Don't ever cruise again. I know, based on the fact that I missed a ship. I was five minutes late for a ship. I saw the, the 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 world came down, crashing down on me, like I like I'm evil. But yes, I get up to the room. I can't get into the room, and I see a broken plate laid out outside the room, whatever. So I go downstairs and I try to tell guest services. And I see two pretty girls just sitting there. And this is day, I don't know, day, what was it? So it was the end of the third sea day. So the, sec- the second second day, so it depends on what you count. So we had the embarkation day. You had the first full sea day. And this was the end of the second full sea day. And these girls are just sitting there. And it's like one thirty two in the morning. And they had never been on a cruise before. And I'm at guest services They got to get security So I'm like I got a couple in me And I'm on a cruise Well let me sit down With these girls I just invited myself To sit down with them And we really Really hit it off And I don't know Why they were sitting there I'm like Why are you sitting here And then they told me That it was uh, Because they had never Been on a cruise And they think They're coming They heard we were Coming into lands soon And they hadn't seen Land in a couple of days Meaning land Meaning freaking Cape Canaveral Like that's a big deal And uh, they wanted To be up for it They wanted to be around for it or whatever i'm like okay cool so we started bsing whatever this and that and uh i told them my situation they laughed at that so finally the secure and we and we got along it was like basically 15 20 minutes and there was one of them i was getting along with better than the other felt like it might have been like a little possibility of something could happen and uh i don't know i was like maybe i'm delusional maybe whatever But I said to the girls, I said, all right, because the security guard had shown up. He's like, all right, I'm going to get you in your room. We're going to figure this out. So I followed him to my room, and uh, I said, good night to the girls. So then I get to the room. Nick snore, and I'm like, why did I I leave? Let me go down, back down to see if they're still there. So once I got in the room, I have access to the room. The deadbolt was taken care of. I get down there. They are still there. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I figured I'd hang out with you guys and watch us sailing to Port Canaveral. And then the one that I wasn't hitting it off with as much. That's when I knew I was right. Cause the one said, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired. I'm going to let you guys hang out. <laughs> and then, yeah. Then you know what? She was, she was a friend for the entire cruise. She was a friend. I had another one who was a gambling friend for the entire cruise. It was, it was a lot going on guys. There was a lot going on. It was a simpler time, and 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 and, and the same, and a, and a more and a complex and a more complex time all at the same. But because of all, just the comedy was hysterical. Just it was a very soulful cruise for many many reasons. There was just so much fun to be had on that ship during that week it was organic it was beautiful it's w- w- enough of, as much of a cruise as any that got me addicted to cruising and that was it that was definitely it that was number uh number three 2013 april carnival splendor all right let's uh get into number two the number two favorite cruise that i had ever been on was uh, about a year and a half or so or you know it Was it two years after that? Nick was also on that one. Uh, This was the one where we were supposed to go on the Quantum of the Seas, a brand new ship at the time from Royal Caribbean. And uh, they were kind of messing with us as far as, you know, excursion. I'm not, it's not excursions, ports of call. They were canceling Labadee. They were cutting uh, excursion shows. So I finally basically said to the people I was with, listen, let's get out of this thing. We can get out of this seven day brand new hoity-toity ship that may or may not be going to the scheduled itinerary and for the same price we could just exchange this in for a nine-day sailing on the keep it real norwegian gem to an eastern caribbean all-star run and they all took a leap of faith with me And, you know, one of them had a question, you know, and I was, and this is the thing. So on this one, I was, I'm not going to call it dating, but this was my event coordinator at Johnny Utah's. She was my day-to-day, saw her every day, um, event coordinator, um, not, whatever. Uh, And we were in a, um, we were in a very physical relationship as well, but it was going to be me. It was going to be her. It was going to be Nick, and it was going to be our buddy Chris, who also worked at Johnny Utah's. We all worked at Johnny Utah's, and we were going to do this nine-day sailing on the Gem. And the thing about this one was pocket-wise, it wasn't like I was going to go because I had, you know, I basically had a live-in. I'm not going to call it a girlfriend, uh, it, but it was physical between me and her. We had that really. We had a, 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 a Co workers with benefits relationship, I guess we could say. And uh, because of that, and because of the ports we went to, and because of the fact that, you know, this was our first real time kind of sailing in a little bit of a group. It was most of what we got with the Nick cruise, but. I had a, I guess, a roommate who I was, you know, we we, was, we were seeing each other in whatever way we were, and then we just had the best time. That was, you know, we did the St. Thomas tour. We did the Tripleta truck. We did all of the freaking things. We did uh, Tortola. I, well, that was one of them, too. See, she was very, very hell-bent on going to the baths in uh, Virgin Gorda. And I was like, come on, this is the last port of call we've done. a. We, this is our, what is it, the fourth? Yeah, because um, we did San Juan. We did St. Thomas. We did uh, St. Martin. And then this was going to be Tortola. But this is going to we got to be there at 7 in the morning. Are you serious? You're going to hit me with 7 in the morning excursions, uh, f- tenders out to Virgin Gorda on the last port day? She's like, yes, it's important to me. Can we please do it? I'm like, all right, let's do it. She was surprised. She didn't even believe she'd get me out of bed for this thing. But she did, and we did go, and it was freaking drop-dead gorgeous. So the Virgin Gorda thing was phenomenal. Um, it was. This was the one where um, there was a lot of carnage. They definitely had to carry us back to the ship in St. Thomas for this one. I don't think we were as much uh, as late as possible. This is the one. No, this is not the one where I met um, Tara, the sweet Cincinnati girl. That was the one before that. Uh, That was the one that was on with Sony and uh, Joe and his wife. But, you know, there wasn't necessarily any crazy, wild and wacky stories in particular that i could say about this one it was just the fact that across the board it was non-stop fun with a great group i mean that was when norwegian was norwegian too you know what i mean norwegian was uh not nickel and diming you around every corner this is when free at sea was free at sea you book a norwegian cruise if you book a free at sea cruise the thing was is that not all of them were free at sea that was the catch norwegian had maybe i don't know of their i t of their um inventory that was out there, maybe I don't know thirty five percent of it was free at sea, and this happened to be one of them and yeah, it was actual free at sea. you had to pay the regular gratuity, not the trumped up hundred and twenty dollar a day percentage gratuity, the regular gratuity and it was awesome, and it was a great 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 cruise. And um, that was definitely worthy of what I would say just by going off a memory and just going off of just nine days of pure cruise bliss. uh, We had plenty of moments of pure cruise bliss on that sailing. uh, The Norwegian gem in May of 2015. And that was a couple of months before the Florida Georgia Line cruise. All right. (sighs) As mentioned, we will. Discuss the honorable honorable mention cruise. The honorable mention cruise was the first time I was ever on Freedom of the Seas 2018. I was with Nicole, first cruise with Nicole, uh Chris, who I just mentioned just now, and Sony, second cruise with Sony. But what made this one so special was the fact that Sony was killing it this whole cruise. Sony absolutely crushed it. She missed it. There was a big, huge storm before the sailing, and I was—I got ahead. I got down there quicker. Um, I took the train down there. The the her flight got canceled, and she could not get to the sailing. So it was going to be me, Chris, and Nicole. That's what we thought. One sea day, boom, done. Two sea days, done. First port day St Kitts had a freaking blast we almost did one of those St Thomas tours around St Kitts but then when we get back to the ship we find that Sony's there Sony had surprised us and flown into St Kitts to meet us and that was just a shot in the arm that was just a boost that cruise was phenomenal because Sony was just such a legend that was the one and you know we were in the hot tubs and then uh you know Chris and nicole went somewhere i think they went to eat somewhere are they gonna me and sony was still in the hot tub we decided to go to a show she attended a, a, a broadway a theater show uh in a bathing suit and a towel she legitimately did that and to me she's a legend for that uh this was uh also what else happened on this one um St. Martin got out of control. There was a lot of things that got out of control on this one. It was a great, great, great sailing. Seven days. I had something else for you on this one. Oh, what was it? Uh. Oh, what was it? I forgot. Anyway, that was the honorable mention. Didn't make the top five, but that was right at the cusp of the top five. Uh great day. Oh, great day in the, um. At Labadee, yes, the zip line. That was life changing. The first time I did the uh, Labadee zip line, we had nicknames for like 19 people. We did a barge bar drink off. We were drinking on the barge bar. Uh, that was when we really, really, really started having a good time and discovering the English pub. We were singing along in the English pub every night. There was a woman who was in a scooter. And she flew out of the nightclub. She got drunk and lost control of her scooter and rammed right into a wall. Drink went everywhere. And this happened right in front of us as we were coming up the flight of stairs. So we were coming up the flight of stairs to go into that nightclub that's all the way at the top. uh, Olive and Twist. And as we were about to approach the top step, this lady was doing about you know 18 to 20 miles per hour uh lost control her drink flew everywhere and she crashed into the wall that was crossing us and she almost popped herself out of the scooter and we didn't know what to do nicole's trying to help by picking up her drink and her ice for her and putting the ice back into the plastic cup and then handing it to her like like this so we were all a mess the whole thing was a mess it was a blast the whole thing was a blast and uh Very, very well-deserved honorable mention. Many of you will know the answer to this next one. Many of you will know what the number one cruise of all time was for me. And it really is not necessarily um, close. This is a clear-cut number one cruise for me. Uh, I know some people on the Pirates and Runners perennials list don't agree with it they like the last one a little bit better which i totally get it, it you you can make that case in many ways yes 100% but for me as a content creator as a group organizer as an always be booked you know founder the first original pirates and peer runners group cruise will be the is the number one cruise now this next one coming up this pool, we're pushing about thirty people, so I don't know. Maybe that. If you guys want to be on that cruise, you still can. This is happening on October eighth. It's going to San Juan, Saint Thomas, D- Dominican Republic, on the beautiful Carnival celebration. I still have rooms available in our group. If you'd like to be in on that, and I'm his is his a pro tip. Yes, you do. Pro tip on whether or not to go on this group cruise with us or not. Pro tip, I got to give you, if you trust what I'm saying at all, if you've ever listened to anything I say, pro tip, yes, you want to be in on that cruise. I will personally guarantee that you want to be on that cruise, and I'll make sure you have an absolute blast on that cruise. So you take that as Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you're interested or in the Facebook group, however, you can get in touch with me. Do it. We'll get you booked. It's going to be a freaking blast. We just released the uh, special events, the daily group events list the other day. And uh, uh, as you can tell, I'm excited about it. But this was the first one. This was the one that started it all. This was freaking amazing. Yes, Nicole was on this one. Chris was on this one. Uh, Joe was on this one. So I had a good base of people that I knew from outside of cruising, from actual friend life, and um, you know. And then I'm not going to get into naming everybody, but you know, there were so many components. This was another scenario where things just started to fall into place, and it seemed like I was just uh, riding this wave and riding this cloud that was just amazing because getting into San Juan. Doug Parker surprised us. Then Colin, you know, uh, surprised us and they were there, had no idea that they were going to be there only to find out that they were also going to fly and follow us to St. Thomas as well. And, um, you know, all the cones that we met, uh, had the first contact with, who I've booked cruises with. Everybody seemed to really, really, really click and get along. Uh, again, not wanting to name names, but we had an amazing, an amazing St. Thomas mountaintop bar crawl. Uh, crazy stuff happened on that freaking cruise. Um What else? What else went down on that cruise on that sailing? Yes. The the day in um, San Juan where we had that impromptu rooftop bar uh, drink off. That was freaking phenomenal. Uh, What else? Where, Where else were we? you know that was the beauty of it too because adventure of the seas just didn't need to necessarily be the biggest baddest and best ship i wanted it as a blank canvas for us to exude our revelry upon it and uh yes and then the elvis thing there was we we didn't know we found out before we got on but we didn't book it knowing that there was also going to be a Another group cruise within our cruise, not a charter, not even a partial charter, but a good slew of people and professional all-star Elvis impersonators. Yes, it sounds kitschy, and I don't know what that word means either, but these guys were super talented, and they dedicate their lives to just being able to emulate and pay tribute and homage to Elvis and we all enjoyed the hell out of it. We weren't supposed to be in on any of the real performances, but it was it went off so it went over so well that they did out of maybe I don't know 10 to 12 performances that they did all week long. They did open two of them up to regular sailors, regular cruisers and we enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, the whole thing was just phenomenal. Again, like I said, the first one there's always something special about the first one. I do feel, but this next one, I got a bunch of people, you know, Beatrix is coming. K is coming, you know, and then all, all, a lot of people are bringing guests and it's going to be fun. This next one is going to be a blast. Some people did cancel out and I do, uh, that bummed me out a little bit. It does, still does, but you know, the crew that is coming is wild and ready to go. And, uh, i 151 days away so i'm very very excited about that and that's it one through five these are my all-time favorite cruises i could give you four to five to six others that i could probably seamlessly interchange you know what i mean in that group but you got to pick them i wanted to not cop out i wanted to give you guys what i really really felt i spent some time sitting and making this list i had a cutting room floor of 12 to 13 cruises that could have been on the list but they didn't make it and i'm very very happy with this list and i think i gave you an accurate de- de- uh, de- decryption an accurate what's the word An accurate snapshot. Let's just go rogue. An accurate snapshot of my top five. Let's call it six favorite cruises. All right. Quick word from Morgan, uh, not
1: Wallen, (laughs) Morgan Freeman. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time, and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as where do I want to go, how can I get the best deal and which cruise line is right for me. Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked, we'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you, over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always Be Booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now, and let's start planning our next adventure at sea.
0: All right. Thank you, Mr. Freeman, Morgan Freeman, not to be confused with Morgan Wallen, who you see Morgan Wallen. We talk about him a little bit on some of the other platforms that we deal with here. Country Music Star. Dare I say Country Music Sensation because he's absolutely blowing the game apart right now, but he's going to be on hold. I would say in his setback, his second setback in his career, you can look the first one up. I'm not going to say it here, but in his second setback to his meteoric career, he is finding himself in a position to have to arrest his vocal cords, and he's going to have to cancel, I think, like 10 weeks of shows and uh, reschedule them, and just kind of rest his voice because you know again you can't really blame him. It's kind of like his bread and butter, and how well he's doing, and how much he's crushing it out there. You'd uh, you'd expect him to want to make sure he retains that, but neither here nor there. All right, let's talk. Let's badger you. This is the the cruise part. The main topic for the show is over. So if you're not interested in anything beyond that, this is your cue, your sign, your invitation to uh, step away, but I'm going to vent a little bit, it may be, uh, well, probably will be considered some, somewhat of a little bit of a ramblage, and uh, here's what it is, and this is the reveal on where we're going to be, where I'm going, what I'm doing, this and that. As many of you know, I came down here with the hopes of trying to take Always Be Booked Full Time, and while I don't necessarily see why that would be kind of proven to be impossible, What I was able to do is look at it and see what would be involved with trying to make it happen. And the time, the level of... um You know, first of all, how long it would take to be able to get to a full time level, and when I say a full time level, I mean income, and when I mean income, I say something that's just going to basically just get me in the door as far as as far as being able to have a full time income. It's going to take a while. You know, a lot of people look at it as like, I'm sure, like like like, um, I'm sure I disappoint some people. You know what I mean? I'm sure I disappoint some people because they think, you know what, you just got to keep putting your nose to the grindstone and pick yourself up by the bootstraps and continue to kind of keep your ear close to the tracks, continue to have two, in, two, two, fe- two birds and a feather is one in the bush, whatever. I'm just making things up right now. But what I'm saying is this. It, uh, I have expressed and showed and proven a level of commitment during this run. And the gains... Whether it's engagement, whether it's revenue, whether it's uh, views, whether it's listens, whatever it is, you know, is just, it's just not growing. At the level that, you know, I, I would think that it's going to take, you know, you could say, well, keep firing, keep firing. No, no, no. I'm making a decision here. The decision that I have to make is for the stage of my life that I'm in right now and where I am and my ability to kind of earn a living and earn an income doing other things that will literally I'll sign up for. Spoiler alert. I have signed up for. That will automatically give me a salary that I don't know if I can get there in the next five years doing what I'm doing now with the crew stuff. So I'm asking that a lot of, and there's a lot of reasons for that. There's, you know, there's there's a there's a, there's a lot of reasons, and I think you know one of the main reasons, and yeah, this we're we're, we're, we're making a right turn and uh, going through two stop signs and pulling into uh, Excuseville population one right now a little bit but i do truly believe you know i wasn't necessarily as dialed in when i first started and if i was if i did have you know the full-time dedication back then and the know-how and the knowledge that i do now uh maybe it could have worked if i would have really launched it in 2016 2017 but trying to launch it now is a whole different thing if you go on there you can see all the people that are out there just creating cruise content, and it's the, the, the playing field has changed, you know? And again, I'm telling you right now, I do believe that if I did work 12 hours a day on it and did the YouTube, the website, the podcast, everything, I think within a few years, I could probably scratch and claw my way to being able to make a full-time living doing this. But I have to measure that up against what else is out there for me. I have always, always, always picked passion over profit. I've always picked, you know, the life of a starving artist and being able to live that cruise life over, you know, going to work every day. And uh, if that means sacrificing some dollars, that's what I was happy to do. But at this point in the game, I'm taking a little bit of a reflective look at it and realizing, you know, this always be booked thing, how much I loved it and still do love it, how much money it has cost me over the years. Likely, I mean, definitely hundreds of thousands over the years. Definitely could have, I could have had a much different life. Now, no regrets. Okay. No regrets because during that period of my life, I was not inclined to be in a restaurant all this time and be running around. I wanted, I was happy to see what I could do. And believe me, if you measure it up, you know, am I sitting on the numbers that I should be sitting on right now based on what was available to me? Probably not. But boy, am I absolutely loaded I'm daddy warbucks when it comes to memories and when it comes to experience and when it comes to being able to speak on certain things and when it comes to being able to meet people in different parts of the world and uh, establish, maintain, and continue to foster relationships with people that I otherwise wouldn't have. Okay, So the regret thing is not what I'm saying. It's not a regret thing. What it is, is just where are we at now and what's the best decision now. And the decision I did make recently was to commit to the almighty dollar. And I just think that that's the most responsible thing for me to do at this point in my life. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to head back into the restaurant game. I'm going to head back into the restaurant game with a purpose. I know I've kind of poo-pooed that idea a lot in the past, but... Uh, someone said a quote about, you know, either change what you do if you don't like it or change the attitude by which you look at it. I'm always someone who's driven by competition. I'm always driven by a scorecard. You know, I have to find a way to be able to sink my teeth into that with the restaurant game and follow up and win these little battles, you know, start taking a level of pride in hospitality that I can attach a competition to which will you know make it seem like I could take I could walk away I could look at it like you know with a DJ set you know when I would do a DJ set I would always equate it to a starting pitching performance you know if I Dj on a particular night because it's tricky you don't always have it you don't you're not always able to figure out the crowd you don't always have a good crowd you don't always have a sometimes you have a busy crowd but it's not the crowd that, you know, wants to hear what you normally play is a lot lot to it. But then, you know, if the the mark of a good DJ, again, a lot in line with the stand-up comedian, is being able to look at that crowd and battle through it. And that's a lot like a starting pitcher, too. You go out there, you don't have your A game, and you got to battle your way through. And those are the great pitchers. The ones that dominate when they're dominant but then they don't lose the 10 games where they don't have their stuff. They eat innings. They fight through it. They keep it close while they're not at the level of greatness that they normally operate from. They're able to battle and not give up and not let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. And maybe you know what? Maybe you can keep them under five runs through seven innings. Maybe 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 it, maybe the bats get hot on your side of the field, and you end up getting a win, 7-5. No, it's not going to look pretty. Your stat line isn't going to look pretty, but you got the W, and you were a big part of that. So I used to say that when I would DJ, you know? Man, it took a little while to get them going. I couldn't get them to freaking dance. They didn't want to get out of their seats. It was a drinking crowd. I couldn't really figure out whether they wanted to hear EDM or hip-hop. But I stayed with it. I had to regroup. I had to zig and zag a couple of times. But by the end, I was able to keep people around. I'll give myself six innings through six innings, four runs. I battled today. I would say I would say that. About my uh, stat line, I would just compare it as a DJ. But same thing as a restaurant operator, you know? I got to look at that, you know, while, yes, I I famously said, I don't give a shit about your chicken fingers, and I can't pretend I do. I did say that. But what I could also say is, you know what? I'm sitting on top of this thing, and I'm watching everybody. Everybody. And I'm gonna basically attach a percentage to how many people had a good experience. You're always gonna get um you're always gonna get bad experiences. So let me just tell you what I'm doing. Let me just let me just say that. I am officially going to move out of the K compound, albeit temporarily, ideally temporarily, because I think we've already had a conversation about coming back to South Florida, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now, the eye on the prize is Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's right. Sin City, Jr. Oceans Casino. Right on the water, right on the boardwalk. There's a place in there that our company owns called Serendipity 3. It is a partnership with my company, And there is also an investment and some PR uh, association with uh, Selena Gomez. And if you've ever been to a sugar factory, let's be honest, it is what it is. It's a little bit of a takeoff on what sugar factory does. Uh, A lot of a full service menu, full service bar, specialty cocktails that are cute and kitschy. And um, a, a sweets component to it as well. Candy, milkshakes, ice cream, sundays, this and that. Brunch-driven, uh, dinner-driven. We don't really have a late night, but again, it is a multi-million dollar build-out in one of the biggest, if not the biggest casino, a hotel and casino in Atlantic City. Right on the boardwalk. A very, very, uh, what do you want to say, prestigious? I don't want to say prestigious, but a very, very... Um, important and elaborate project that I will be uh, general managing starting next week so I have to take that uh, and go to battle and know that I'm back in the game now I have a job now I have an income now and what does that mean for always be booked what does it mean it's going to mean a few things it's going to mean that I don't want to abandon it you know what I mean uh, you guys know, you guys know what I came to the table with for from last August through about a month ago or, or a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was consistent, one, sometimes two shows a week, Patreons every day, going with the website, updating it, uh, really doing the best I can, a work in progress though with YouTube. And I was, I really, really felt good about the college try that I gave it. But whether I just don't necessarily have that talent level to break through and break over, go over the top, or whether it's the fact that there's just too many people out there and it's diluted, all of which do seem like excuses, I'll give you that, but for whatever reason, I feel it most appropriate at this juncture to uh, go back in and claim a full-time income doing what I'm doing. So what does that mean for always be booked? It probably means a, a few-week hiatus. No, that's for sure. Um, and then I'm going to have to uh, figure out how I can get you 45 minutes a week. I don't want to do away with it. The Patreon will continue. Patreon, like I said, it's, you can consider that a form of journaling for me. You know, it allows me to recap the day. The Patreons are going to get dicey. The Patreons are going to get interesting because again, heading back into what I got a move coming up to Atlantic City, gambling, restaurants, bar, liquor, booze, everything beach, all the, there's going to be some things. There is absolutely going to be some stuff to, 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 to get your popcorn ready. With this move to AC, the Patreon people are going to be in for a treat, and yes, you're going to get a lot of cruising information, and you're going to get a lot of day to day all the chaos that comes with. You guys see it, you know whether it's Vanderpump, whether it's I'm not saying I'm going to do a full on production like Vanderpump or uh, you know the restaurant when that show was on TV or you know any of the other you know Hell's Kitchen, but you're going to get a first hand view. And it's gonna be busy, and that's all I could tell you. There's gonna be stories. But yes, I will continue the cruising with that regard. And then yes, I want to. My goal is to settle in over there, get my bearings in front of me, and whether it's you know, a segmented version of the show, maybe it'll be like, you know, forty five minute show, fifteen minutes of this, fifteen minutes of that, and fifteen minutes of that. Let's call it cruise news. Main topic in emails, 15 minutes each. We get in, we get out, you know? And that's probably what it's going to be. You know, it's not going to be this call to arms where I'm telling you uh, you we're marching through, always be booked, is going to be the best thing. It's going to be a new media company. We're going to compete with Barstool, you know? Listen, you guys are comfortable with what you're comfortable with out there. It is interesting. I don't feel... As much of, a, and it's partially my fault. Like I said, because I've done a lot of coming and going, so a lot of people probably check out because of the fact that you know they don't want you don't. Know, oh, Tommy, don't I don't want you to hurt us again. You know, <laughs> they don't want to be hurt. But there's a lot of people who don't necessarily just you know it's just not that I'm a small part of some people's day or some people's week, and they leave it at that. Oh, you what? You're gonna go away? You're gonna go away? I've had podcasts that I absolutely love drop out. What do I do? So what do I do? What am I going to do? March on City Hall? No. It's over. Find another one. Um, but I say that to say, yeah, I do find that there's not necessarily, you know, Always Be Booked does not have the same momentum. It does not have the same moxie. You know, while the listenership is up from wherever it's been, it does not have the cast of characters as much. It doesn't have the zany emails with the people kind of repeating back the nuances of the show. It's also because the show has calmed down a little bit, too. You know, I just told you a bunch of crazy. Well, I alluded to a bunch of crazy stories that may or may not have happened on some cruise ships in my younger days. And uh, is it as cute to be out there at 48 doing that? No, it's just not so. Uh, and i'm not gonna you know and then that maybe kind of brings things to a a little bit of a a a dumb down a little more of a a, you know always be booked on prozac you know i don't even know what that means but you know what i'm saying like it's like it doesn't have the same intense vibe the same unapologetic go after the pockets Grab. i mean i i didn't care what people thought back then you know there's things that i did and that's part of it too like You know, I saw what it takes to go mainstream. I saw that it's going to be, you know, when we did that Peer Runner, when Tony did that Peer Runner video, yeah, I expected a couple of people to be like, oh, what a jerk. But there was just a mass army of people that acted like I was, I mean, public enemy number one. And that was really awakening for me. That was a real awakening thing for me because I was like, at that point, I'm like, I do not want to perform for these people. I do not. If this is what it takes, and God bless Tony, because Tony goes to war with his fan base all the time, and he holds his ground. He held his ground with us. And you know what Tony did, which was so cool? Uh, He had me on his podcast maybe, I don't know, a couple of months later, whatever it was, fairly recently, and I appeared on his podcast and the way he said it to me was I was worried about, well, did Tony screw up by putting this peer runner thing on his channel? Did we hurt him in any way by acting like idiots and then compelling him to do a video on it and then subsequently having his his his, his, his crowd turn on him? Did, did we do that? Was that our fault? Is that our bad? So I'm thinking about that. But then here goes Tony. Let me have you on again because I put you in front of a bunch of people. But maybe I put you in front of a people in a bunch of I put you in front of a bunch of people in not necessarily the best light. Let's take another shot at it and let's give Tommy the cruise credibility platform. And I was, you know, that's just such a what a good guy he is. But having said that, you see him go to war with his people all the time. I mean, nobody goes to war with their people like me. I go to war with the inner circle of my inner circle when it comes to the super cones. I, I'm just, you know. There's abrasions. We abrace. We're we're abrasive in nature, but you know when when we, Tony made that video about myself and John doing a peer run, and when you're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just for different ranges of just badgering, some were like, ah, oh, you know what? People like to have fun, but uh, I don't agree with that. That's not right. To these inconsiderate pieces of garbage i will never watch anything they do and shame on you tony for giving them a i'm like this is what most like these are the people who i have to appease and entertain to be able to try to and it would be across the board you know what i mean it would be on you know matt's channel would probably have the same thing if he did that Doug's people would probably say the same thing. There's some uptight people out there in the cruising space. And, you know, maybe the fact that that's not fashionable anymore, to be uh, offbeat and irreverent, maybe that means that the always-be-booked era as we know it should be over. Again, like I said, I haven't done an episode. I haven't done one of these in, what, three, four weeks? I got nobody banging down my door. They used to do that. If I missed a week, even when I had half the listeners, if I missed a week, there'd be people pissed off. Nobody really cares right now. And it's not a bad thing. Things happen, things have a run, and they run their course. And that's all this is. That's all this is. This will, no matter what, be one of my favorite times of my life, having done Always Be Booked. And again, like I said, it's not. I don't plan to have it go anywhere or end or anything like that. I don't want it to, at least. The goal is going to be to find a way to get 45 minutes to you guys. Um, But, you know, the Always Be Booked project, as we know it, seems to, you know, be, maybe it may have had its day. It may have had its day. But we'll see. We'll see. If you want to email me, email me, Tommy, at AlwaysBeBooked.com, you know, No chance the decision is going to be reversed. I'm going to Atlantic City in about three or four days. Uh, But, you know, anything you guys want to chime in with, I'm happy to hear Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you want day to day stories, day to day, whatever the F is on my mind, more cruising stuff, this and that, uh, P A T R E O N.com slash alwaysbebooked, and you'll be able to hear me there all the time. I will beg you, I will forever beg you to download the amp app a m p it's an app in your yes you gotta have i you have to have um an iphone to do it because they're still in beta testing with this app so i'm hoping that eventually becomes uh friendly for android but we'll see anyway thank you guys so much for listening we'll talk soon at some point but yeah stay in touch join the facebook group always be the cruise and travel lounge on facebook you guys are the best boat drinks cones